Welcome to the jingle. We've got fun and games. We've got all the idol talks. Honey, we know the name. We are the people that can say whatever you may need. If you need some gossip, gossip, we're your medicine. Jingle, welcome to the jingle. Watch it bring you to the gossip every Tuesday from 5 to 6 on Mushtar FM 89 and 6. Hello everyone and welcome to the Gossip Program. As you might heard, our beautiful voices in the jingle here with me is Andrei. Hello. And I am Ricardo. I hope you're doing just fine as we do. And we are again at Gossip, Andrei. It was our least favorite topic, but still it's our fourth or fifth gossip. I wouldn't say that is my least favorite because there is world politics. Oh, yes, true. <laughs> so... But let's Better not to gossip than to <laughs> or to gossip about politics. Yeah, <laughs> but let's not blame all the other programs. Yes. So what's the today's topic? Because we have a routine right now, which is watching Disney Channel. We have to say that to our <laughs> listeners. Yes. During our dinners in our flat. <laughs> yeah. And so Andre came up with this topic because we were watching the the children there, and we were like, "That sounds you know, creepy." <laughs> yeah, that sounds creepy. But we were just watching through the screen. Mm-hmm. And we were like, but do you remember those children? Where did they go? Are they still alive? Are they still playing? Still acting? Where are they? Yeah. And so, guys, today we found out where they are and who they are now. And that's what we're going to speak about. Yeah, because when we were growing up, we saw a lot of children on the screen. Maybe for some of other people, they were like role models and... People wanted to become an actor also. I myself remember how I was growing up with the Harry Potter series and how I loved Emma Watson, even though now I'm not a big fan of hers. But back then I was like crazy about her. Oh, you had a pretty big crush on her? Yeah, the child crush. But I think that Hermione was a big crush for a lot of people yeah, during yeah. that time. Even now. <laughs> now she, she grew yeah, well. and uh, now everybody knows what's happening to Emma Watson because she's famous, she's fighting for the women's rights, she sometimes acts in the movies. You know where she is. But there are some stars from our childhood who just disappeared. Well, maybe they disappear just on our eyes. Yeah, maybe. Because someone now is a dubber, so we cannot see them. Someone retired from acting. And someone is still acting, but we don't know the movies. Yeah, so today we're going to speak about the stars who started shining while they were children and what happened to them. The stars from the past, the stars from nowadays, all the stars who were children, stars. So, Andre, did you have a favorite child star when you were a child? Uh, hmm. I think my favorite child stars were Olsen sisters. They were, and maybe... Lindsay Lohan, because, well, but her movie was just copying the movies of <laughs> Olsen sisters, plus that, that she had to play two roles, not one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Olsen sisters, I remember them like super clearly. And then just out of the blue, they disappeared. Yeah. And out then, from the scene. And then appeared another Olsen sister who is now more famous than both of them combined, I think. Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, if you guys don't know, she's playing the Scarlet Witch in the Avengers. So if you were thinking that 
Her face reminds you of somebody? Yes. Olsen's sisters, Mary-Kate and Ashley. But what happened to them? Because I know that they had some difficulties with drugs. Because sometimes you can't handle the pressure of all the Hollywood system or the movie system. So they grew up and they couldn't handle it. And, you know, when you are so young, you have too much money. Mm -hmm. And maybe you don't have like a good agent or good parents. You will just go with the flow and waste everything on stupid things. So that's what they did, actually, because they were both drug addicted, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, because there was this rumor in Italy. In Italy. <laughs> well, I can speak for what I saw in the TV. Yeah, but now your prime minister is chatting on Twitter with Miley My Cyrus, Cyrus, so yes, another, we may believe the another rumors. golden child. <laughs> <laughs> now they have a fashion brand, mm -hmm. so they are in the fashion industry. So they left the movie industry and we don't really miss them. That was harsh <laughs> <laughs> for the first thing. And for the second thing, I've got some facts about them because they didn't have normal childhood. Of course, it's understandable. And uh, Mary Kay Tolson said that she wouldn't wish her upbringing on anyone. It's easy to look at the Olsen twins upbringing, the money their sisters made and the adoration that they received from millions of fans around the world, count me in, <laughs> and assume that their lives were nothing but sunshine and rainbows. Of course, it wasn't like that. And if you ask them about it, though, both girls will quickly point out that growing up the way they did was anything but easy. Back in 2010, at the age of 24, Mary Mary-Kate sat down with Mary Claire magazine to discuss her childhood, ultimately comparing her and her sister to little monkey performers when they were children. She also said that her sister and her busy schedules filled their friends with sympathy as opposed to envy. One sentiment that seems to echo in each of the twins' interviews about their past is that the girls themselves seem conflicted by it. Mary-Kate described this perfectly when she told Mary-Claire, I look at old photos of me and I don't feel connected to them at all. She would go on to add, I would never wish my upbringing on anyone, but I wouldn't take it back for the world. Ooh. That's actually interesting. That just about sums up the Olsen childhood. It was incredibly unique, though it was far from perfect and filled with peaks and valleys just like everyone else. And uh, also Mary-Kate, he sounds like the problematic one in the duo, developed an eating disorder and went to the rehab. You know, that's the example of not handling the pressure because everyone thinks when we watch them on the screen that their life is super easy because they have money, they're famous, and so everything shines. But it's not like that at mm -hmm. all. Yeah, because uh, it's too much pressure for the children and the grown-ups are using them to earn more money and the children don't understand that. But feeling that pressure with which the child psychology, I think, can't manage, can't handle it. And yeah, and in the end, you can like lose yourself and have problems. And another really famous actress that kind of disappeared from the screen is Mara Wilson. I think that a lot, lot, lot of people have seen Matilda or Mrs. Doubtfire mm -hmm. or even Miracle on the 34th Street. Super famous movies. Did you see them? I saw the Mrs. Doubtfire movie and the original Miracle on the 34th Street, but I think this actress wasn't in the original. Oh, no. I, she was in the remake. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, she was like this superstar because Matilda was really, really a boom. They even made a musical. 
nowadays is still actual. It was really, really cool movie for children. But what she's up to now? Because no one saw her after growing up. Well, she's not an actress anymore. And she wrote a book called Where Am I Now? The Stories of Girlhood and Accidental Fame. And in an interview released for NPR, she said, Sometimes I wish I had stopped acting after Matilda, because I think that that was the really peak for me. There wasn't really anywhere that I could go from there. So I think that I was already starting to age out of acting. And she was like eight. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been a good time to reevaluating things. But I think that after my mother died, I felt like I had to keep going because film was the only constant in my life. So she left films, but she made like a modest return to the industry. And currently she is the voice for Jill Peel in Bojack Horseman. So she's a dumper oh. now. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't know them. Yeah, so we could hear her. <laughs> yeah, but still without this pressure. And it was surprising because I thought that she was going to have a huge career because in Matilda she was really amazing. Well, maybe she didn't want it, so... Yeah, there are lots of kids that give up the acting life. For example, there is... I don't know if you watched Game of Thrones. Did no, you? no. <laughs> no? Okay, there is a guy who played King Joffrey. He's really young. And mm -hmm. after that, he had like great success and everyone wanted him in the movies because his acting was amazing. But he said, no, with that money, I'm gonna go to a good college Mm -hmm. because I want to study literature. I don't want to be an actor. Oh. And that's impressive, actually. Yeah. Because everyone wants you for movies, so your career can literally skyrocket, and you can be like covered in money. But no, he just wanted to go to the college to study what he likes. Mm -hmm. That's impressive to me. Well, maybe for us, for people who have never been an actor, <laughs> it's uh, easy to think that, well, I will become an actor and I won't want anything else to do. But maybe for some people who are actors, like, for example, Harry Potter actors, they are now not playing in the big blockbusters. They play in some experimental movies, a lot of them, Daniel Radcliffe, for example. But uh, yeah, he maybe didn't want to be in the blockbusters he wanted to be in experimental movie and theater so we yeah and he also another thing make me think about it open with all the money uh theater school mm -hmm. because he said theater is better than movies mm -hmm. so if i want to act i want to act in theaters yeah and uh, maybe we should sometimes become an actors <laughs> <laughs> and check what it's like <laughs> and to understand so if any movie director is listening to us <laughs> yes we are up for one movie. <laughs> Our cachet is pretty basic. Yeah, but if you give us your email, we will send you the CV. Yep, definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and moving on, I will move to a star who is not with us anymore. It will be Michael Jackson. And maybe some people don't know about his hard childhood, but actually his hard childhood explains all his life after that, all his adult life. Jackson had a successful career, as we know, he is a king of pop, but before he was of high school age, actually. But it came at the cost of his childhood. Quoting Michael Jackson, he said, I never had the chance to do the fun things kids do. As an adult, Jackson created a heaven in Neverland Ranch, an amusement park like California, home named after a location from the tales of the fictional character Peter Pan. Pan was a boy who could fly and never grows up. I totally identify with Peter Pan, the lost boy from Never Neverland, Jackson said. And 
If you look at his adult life, grown-up life, and you see how he was acting, that he was taking a lot of children to his range, he was playing with them, he has his own amusement park, the Neverland, uh, you could see that this man really wanted to have his childhood. And that, I think, was actually a psychological trauma for him. But they say that his father didn't actually care about that. He wanted the Jackson 5 to be really popular. And Michael Jackson, let's be honest, was the star in the Jackson 5. Yeah. Even though there is Janet Jackson, for example, she's, who is also a g good singer, but she's nothing compared to, to Michael. Michael Jackson, yeah, the king of pop. So some of the children, yeah, they don't pick their career themselves. Parents make them sing and the parents make them earn money. And that makes children lose childhood and then it may affect the life and as we've seen in michael jackson's story it's affected his life drastically yeah. because if you have like these toxic parents that just use you for money mm -hmm. you will lose everything good is in the childhood because the childhood is really important than to shape the man you're going to be mm -hmm. So if you don't have a childhood, you're going to have traumas, as Michael Jackson did. Yeah, and Jackson also accused his father of being physically abusive. Uh, we'd perform from him and he'd critique us, wrote Michael Jackson in Moonwalk, his 1988 autobiography. If you messed up, you got hit, sometimes with a belt, sometimes with a switch. Ooh. Yeah, so not only father, well, that's a tyrant. Yeah, definitely. And uh, in the end, we saw what we saw. The person who was a child, but the, was a big child, uh, who was playing with children, and then came all this, like a snowball, came all these other problems. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, some drama from me. But now let's not talk about dramas, because we have another child who disappeared from the scenes, but not because of dramas. Who are we talking about? Andre, have you ever seen The Sixth Sense? Yes, of course. Do you remember I see the dead little people? Yes. And do you remember the little guy who was a star in that movie? Yeah, I remember. And my impression of I see dead people actually sounded like E.T., <laughs> not like the boy from The Sixth Sense. <laughs> I see dead the people. people. <laughs> well, we are talking about Halle Joel Osment. He was in the movie when he was just 11 years old, and he was so good that he was nominated for an Oscar. So imagine, 11 years old, nominated for an Oscar. It's totally impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally impressive. That's definitely true. But then he disappeared. Yeah. But that's not true because he's still working, not in the big movies, because everyone thought that his career would have been amazing because of that acting, mm -hmm. which was really impressive. The expression of the faces were amazing for a child. Well, he recently had some recurring roles in Comedy Bang Bang and The Spoils Before Dying. So he's still alive and kicking, a bit fatter than before, but still, he's there. <laughs> he's in the industry. You had to mention this fact. <laughs> <laughs> So he is okay now, yeah? Yeah, Doesn't he's not okay. traumas? No, any traumas, that's, no? That's really good. That's really good. Yeah, he does, doesn't want to do like big movies or maybe he doesn't have the chance. Yeah. But just he took a break after that performance mm -hmm. and then came back with normal roles in minor movies. Yeah, so I also got a child who is famous for a big, big movie. And that's Edward Furlong, who was just 12 years old, Los Angeles child when the stardom came to him and he do you know whom he played no he played 
John Connor in Terminator 2, Ooh. The Judgment Day. <laughs> yeah, the Terminator classic. I think the last good Terminator movie, maybe even. <laughs> 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 yes, and uh, his career also after the Terminator went downhill, and he was in a relationship with a 20-year-old woman who was his onset tutor during filming of Terminator 2. Ah. Yeah, when he was 15. That's interesting. Uh, then they, she eventually became his manager. Then they got engaged and split with her. <laughs> and in 1999, she sued him for money owed to her for acting as his manager. She also claimed he was physically abusive. That's Yeah, that's going downhill. Throughout this time, Frolong is said to have taken hard drugs like really, really young, heroin, cocaine, and was in the depths of serious alcoholism. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> surviving the machines, but not surviving the stardom, unfortunately, uh, yeah. for Edward Furlong. His addictions actually prevented him from being recast as John Connor in the 2002 follow-up to Terminator 2 Judgment Day, with the role going to Nick Stoll instead. But I think it's a good thing, because the third part of Terminator was some strange piece of garbage <laughs> let's say that it wasn't a you good cannot movie. say the s word yeah. <laughs> throughout the 2000s he was arrested several times for domestic abuse drug addiction and various <laughs> driving offenses he's admitted publicly in court that he's completely broke according to imdb furlongs only starred in one film in 2015 and hasn't had a theatrically released film in 10 years despite this furlong is still believed to be a talented if troubled actor I shot Ed Furlong when he wasn't even aware that we were filming, said one director. He's a very unpredictable and a brilliant actor when he wants to. Well, I guess he doesn't want to. No, definitely <laughs> no. He wants to do other stuff. Or directors are just being nice. No, I think that he can't handle it. Yeah, and maybe also the problem of the these child stars, shining stars, is that they shine so bright in one role like John Connor in Terminator. Well, of course, nobody can outshine Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, but also John Connor. And then people are expecting from them something like some great roles after that. Yeah, you should always go higher and higher and yeah. higher and higher. And there are actors who can do that. Leonardo DiCaprio, Elijah Wood, Christian Bale. These three examples, I think, are yeah. really great. Then Miley Cyrus, for example, who was... Hannah Montana, and now she's a singer. Something. <laughs> yeah, she's yes. a singer who candles, who can provoke people, but she's famous. I think she's more famous now than in the childhood. Yeah, maybe. Maybe in the world, not in America, yeah. in the world. Uh, Selena Gomez. So there are examples. But Zac Efron also. Oh, yeah. But some children just can't do that. Can't. They can't find the normal project. They can't find... As we see in Edwards Furlong uh, case, he had this manager who we don't know if she is a good manager or no because she was a tutor on the set and then she becomes manager. Well, maybe she is as good as manager as we are. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we are not so bad. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, and so some children can't handle this, can't find good roles, and then they just go downhill really fast. Now that you speak about Leonardo DiCaprio, I remember that he was like shining like, really bright in one of his first movies when he was not even 18. Mm. And he had to play the, a guy who was affected by autism. And it was impressive because from that age, DiCaprio decided to go one month in a clinic with 
autistic people to watch their behavior to portray it on the screen. Mm-hmm. And that was really impressive that at such a young age you do that because it can really affect your personality. Well, he was a great, amazing actor from the beginning, as we yeah. can say. And he finally got an Oscar. <laughs> he couldn't, but he finally got. And it's such a pity that people remember him for Titanic. Yes, but I myself remember him more for Catch Me If You Can. Oh, yeah. That's the amazing movie with him and Tom Hanks. I remember one movie from Leonardo DiCaprio that I didn't know. I found it on YouTube just out of the blue. And it was about the poets Rimbaud and Verlaine. And the other actor who played, I don't know if it was, he was playing Rimbaud or Verlaine, was Professor Lupin from Harry Potter. Ah, well, we... DiCaprio there was 18, mm-hmm. but the performance was really good. Yeah, so, but we got re- a little bit sidetracked, yeah. so let's get back to sh- famous <laughs> children. So let's go back, because we have some habits, Andre. So watching movies, Disney Channel, mm-hmm. Are you going to tell me the childhood of Flavio Encina? <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. But do you remember one of the last movies we saw? The Jojo Rabbit? No. Ah, Star Wars, come on. Yes. Uh-huh. And now let's speak about Jake Lloyd. Because the little angel face of Anakin Skywalker in The Phantom Menace was meant to become like a good actor. But... This guy had some problem. So after Star Wars, he managed to be in another movie, who was Christmas One, Jingle All The Way. But after that, troubles appeared because things have been like pretty rough for him. So he was in jail after being in a police car chase and in 2016... <laughs> a was... police car chase, so... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but like sending it to the movie where he was a racer. Yes. <laughs> And he lost. Yeah. But not in the movie. Yeah. Ooh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, maybe the police didn't have Seville by that time. Yeah. And he was transferred to a psychiatric center to get treatment for schizophrenia. Ooh. So he embraced the Sith life, even in the real life. Yeah, you can say that he was dealing in the absolute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it happens to these actors. But actually, actually, if you think of it, Star Wars destroyed a lot of careers. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think that just Harrison Ford and Fisher came like... No, I wouldn't say Carrie Fisher came like a big star. I think Mark Hamill, the most famous Joker in the cartoons and video games, is dubbed by Mark Hamill. And nowadays, Mark Hamill is actually playing in the series called What We Do in the Shadows. Shadows. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, also Samuel Lee Jackson. Well, Samuel L. Jackson, yeah, but I think his career was really, really big already for that time. Yeah, but Uh, still, he was not ruined by Star Wars. Yeah, Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen was, wasn't that popular after Star Wars, so yeah, we can call him. Natalie Portman wasn't, well, but nowadays, not nowadays, but in 2000s, it was easier for the actors. Yeah, not like in the 70s, but because the 70s movie destroyed all the careers except Harrison Ford and... Mark Hamill, even though it was a hit, but actors didn't go on of the verge of their career then. Yeah, with other amazing movies. Yes, that's that's actually interesting. And uh, I will remember now one of my most favorite actresses, the woman who I think is one of the examples of 
real beauty in the voice uh, when she sings and in appearance because she has a really unique appearance. I'm speaking about Judy Garland, who signed her first contract with Metro Goldwyn Mayer when she was 13. And actually, the studio executives constantly criticized her physical appearance. As just 4 feet 11 inches tall and with more of a girl next door look than fellow MJM star Lana Turner and Elizabeth Taylor, Judy Garland's outward appearance left the studio at a loss for where and how to use her. Referred to as an ugly duckling, a hunchback and a fat little pig with pigtails, Great, great job, yeah. studio executives. By studio head Louis B. Meyer, MGM insisted that Garland wear caps on her teeth and rubberized disc on her nose to help reshape it in the hopes of making her image more appealing. This constant barrage of derogatory remarks forced the young star to believe that she was in fact unattractive, which wasn't true at all. But perhaps the most tragic outcome of her experience as a young person in Hollywood was her addiction to amphetamines. According to a statement she made later in life, Garland took drugs at the behest of MGM studio execs in order to keep up with the demands of the film industry. But then she also had to take barbiturates in order to help her sleep. And the dangerous combination had her addicted to pills by the time she was only 15. Imagine. And kickstarted a lifelong dependency that would lead to her ultimate demise in the late 1960s. Also, there was another bad thing that was because Garland was also frequently on the receiving end of sexual advances from actors portraying the munchkins on the set of <laughs> The Wizard of Oz and even studio head Louis B. Myers himself. So that was, <laughs> I, don't, I can't even say the scale of abuse that she got from the studio exec and that I think that would destroy not only ch child psychology, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Meyer is said to have groped Garland by placing his hand on her breast while she was performing in so a song in his office. So it's, it's even creepier. Yeah, it's. Sounds yeah. really <laughs> uncomfortable, yeah. And the actors, as I said, the munchkins of the munchkin lad, land in uh, the post he honestly published memoir, Garland's husband, Sid Luft, corroborated these claims. They would make Judy's life miserable on set by putting their hands under her dress. The oh men God. were 40 or more years old. They thought they could get away with anything because they were so small, the munchkins. Yeah. But... Yeah, imagine. And so Judy Garland got addicted to the pills and then died because of those pills. And it's actually a really sad story for me because I really love Judy Garland. I really love her performance in The Wizard of Oz. Uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow is, I think, one of the most beautiful songs ever written for the musicals. And I'm a fan of musicals. And I think that she could have really, really great career if not for that because she was really talented. She could dance. She could sing. She had, she now, had everything. Yes, yeah, she had really great appearance that actually was different from those two stars whom I said earlier from two stars from MGM. But this was a stupid era in Hollywood when uh, you had to have typical appearance to become popular because uh, the, the studio execs thought that otherwise public won't watch your movies. And unfortunately, Judy Garland got into this stuff really early and, yeah, and couldn't. She just plain wore out, as her old co-star Ray Bolter said. But actually, it's really, really hard, almost impossible to get out of a situation like this when you are a child. Yeah, that's true. It's hard, even if you're an adult or a teenager, mm -hmm. but when you are a child, it's impossible yeah because maybe you don't have the the guts mm -hmm. to speak up because you don't know if it's 
good or not to speak up and then you got involved and there is this loop and you cannot skip the circle yeah but maybe ricardo you have some yes yeah, some bright story to, yes i have some bright stories yeah speaking about disney channel again now it has become a habit do you remember andre the sweet life of zack and cody no i never saw it no imagine <laughs> but have you seen friends yes of course because one of the twins was in france and it was ross son ah no, it was I know about whom you speak Cole about. Sprouse and the other twin is Dylan Sprouse because <laughs> they started really super young to be in sitcoms, movies. They were like 12 years old, so super young. And they were so funny in Zack and Cody. And everyone was like, okay, but where are they now? Well, at the beginning, they were super blonde. And if you see them now, you really can recognize them. Because one of them has dark hair and the other one has light brown hair. So you will never recognize the two super blonde twins. But they are pretty well known nowadays because Cole is now staring as uh, Judge Head Jones in Riverdale. And Dylan has made a name for himself in the co-founder of New York Madry. And now he will soon be in an upcoming film called After We Collided. I saw one of them in some of the movie. Don't remember even in Russian the name of the movie, but it was about two children, two teenagers who had the disease that their immune system was so, so weak right. that they couldn't interact with each other only on the distance and they fall in love. Even though it's mediocre, but it's a beautiful story for which you can watch for once. It's like three feet apart, some, some number of feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... For me, you know, that's the problem with the Sprouse brothers is that I can't say which brother is it. If for the Hemsworth brothers, I still can say who was where <laughs> in which movie. So for the Sprouse brothers, it's not like that. They two, two alike and yeah. not a, I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm a big fan of them. No, I'm not, but I was when they were playing in Zack and Cody. But that's good that they actually managed to continue acting yeah. normally. And, and also Ashley Tisdale life. from Zack and Cody. You remember the, the blondie? Oh, you never watched this uh, show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she made a career out uh -huh. of that uh -huh. because she was dubbing in Finesse and Ferb. And now she's playing some normal movies, not like these big, big movies. But she's still there, yeah. still in the industry. And I will move on and also speak about some good stuff because we all remember the second part of the back to the future oh yes when michael j fox comes into the old diner where he used to go in the 80s and he meets their two children who don't know how to play the arcade and he shows them and one of those ch those children don't really appreciate that arcade they think it's stupid and one of those children has striking blue eyes who, which eyes you may know do you know who, about whom I'm speaking? No, what are you speaking about? Well, I will give you another tip. Later on, the child grew up to get the ring and take it to the Mount Doom. Mm. Maybe the child was playing Frodo Baggins somewhere? Yes, in The Lord of the Rings. And I'm speaking about Elijah Wood. What a great actor he is. Oh, yeah, that's uh, the famous critic Roger Ebert said that Elijah Wood is the most talented actor in his age group in Hollywood history. Ooh. Yes. So he was 
from the childhood he was playing in the in the movies he had a small role in the back to the future then he got really famous for playing in the lord of the rings trilogy but then he disappeared then he was playing in some small movies some strange movies i remember hooligans yeah the hooligans the everything enlightened i think and the beastie boys video <laughs> yeah and he disappeared And why did he disappear? And I actually found some reasons why he disappeared. First, he accused Hollywood of harboring child molesters. And when you accuse Hollywood, Hollywood may not take you back. And then he wanted to avoid typecasting because he didn't want to repeat the same roles as he already had because people saw him as a star of the blockbuster of the fantasy blockbusters but he wanted to play in more roles and it's understandable I think. That's the quality of the real actor. He does lots of voice work actually for example he voiced the titular purple dragon in three consecutive the legend of spire games oh i didn't know that he popped up in the gorgeous impeccable written adventure broken age a role he reprised for a segment at the 2014 game awards also he played the eponymous ragdoll in chain acres animated skyflick 9 which i want to watch and he also loaned his voice to the 2014 mini series over the garden wall i heard that it's a great cartoon he also got the chance to work on the english language dub of hayao miyazaki the wind rises the last film the legendary anime director made for studio ghibli before retiring in 2013 but now we know that hayao miyazaki i think is no, he's back kicking, yeah he's because back. in three years there will be the last Unfortunately, Wood didn't get the lead role this time around as that honor went to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Well, you can't win them all. Yeah. <laughs> also, he's a music man. Elijah Wood is a uh, playing music, so if you want, you can check. And he has his own production company that makes movies and he might go into directing. The other uh, reason why he is not acting, he spends a lot of time doing charity work and he moved away from California which is the capital of filming so and he doesn't like american humor which is interesting yeah and then he appeared in bbc america's Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency I don't know if you've seen this series it's no. really the first season at least is a, is an amazing interesting and mind-breaking <laughs> yeah so Elijah Wood is actually if you thought that he disappeared he just disappeared from the blockbuster section but he is having his life as he wants it he does music he does dubbing he does small movies he may even go into directing and he is dedicated to art so elijah wood didn't disappear don't be afraid for him <laughs> everything is great with elijah wood yeah because elijah wood is absolutely great oh that's true so underrated oh that's also true But then we can end with another star. So maybe with some drama, what do you think? Drama. Mm, well, okay. Because I think that everybody knows about Demi Lovato. Yes. So she was a star when she was a child for Disney, but now it's more known as a singer. It's funny that I didn't know her as a child at all. No. I know her only yeah, only as a as a singer, but for me the problem with all these after Disney singers that they all sound alike for me and I can't say who is it. Like well, my, yeah. Miley Cyrus, Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez. It's all the same. Yeah. And actually Demi Lovato released six studio albums, so oh. quite a lot. But since 2017, she admitted that she has mental and physical problems. 
So she has struggles with bipolar disorders, bulimia, and substance abuse. And she was hospitalized following an overdose in July 2018. Wow. So she's living as a music star, basically. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> she got more into the music industry uh -huh. than into movies. But still, she is alive. She will play something else maybe when she gets better. Who knows? Yeah, and I think I saw her lately on VH1 with some song. But that song I did remember. But actually, I've got one of her songs in my mind right now. Which that one? That one, something like da 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 da, the broken hearted da da da. I do it solo. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are joking that this song is about masturbation. Who knows? <laughs> do, but do oh, it solo. Now that I <laughs> oh, now that I think about this, do you know who was a golden child that made a career? Where? Shia LaBeouf. Ah. Yes, because he was... He just did it! Yes, <laughs> because he was in several movies when he was young, uh -huh. several, but now he's still there, crazy as the F-word, <laughs> <laughs> because Shia LaBeouf is totally L last crazy. Time, last time I saw him, he was in the video clip for Sia. Yeah? Yeah, jumping with that girl who <laughs> is in every Sia video clip. Actually, and there is another star child who is in Sia's video clips. Who is? I don't know her name. Okay. But... I think it's time for us to finish the program because we have a lot of time speaking. <laughs> yes, so... And we need to finish. Guys, we really hope you enjoyed this program and maybe you found out something you didn't know about your favorite stars back from the past. Yeah, maybe some of you got calmed down by our stories about stars, that the stars are okay. So, and we really hope that later on children won't repeat these mistakes and children won't be abused and used for the earning money that children will have more rights yeah let's hope the, the movie the industry yeah let's hope the movie industry got better oh yeah yeah with all with all the protests are going right now but that's the topic of the other program and yeah. for today with you were andre and ricardo see you guys see you Welcome to the jingle. We got fun and games. We've got all the idle talks. Honey, we know the name. We are the people that can say whatever you may need. If you need some gossip, gossip, we're your medicine. Jingle. Welcome to the jingle. Watch it bring you to the gossip. Every Tuesday from 5 to 6 on Mushtar FM 89 and 6. <laughs>